Gregory bravely sacrificed himself to become the ship's <laughs> red. <laughs> I think that's false. Oh, Master Splinter's super toads mad. What? Yes! Yeah. Two broomsticks at the same time. Expecto Patronum! Y'all never amount to anything! Completely false. If it was Andy's Girthy Candy, there's no way they'd ever change So, name. so, wait, is it Goblins? Did I get it wrong? Oh, this one's true! I am chocolate! <laughs> and the theme of today's podcast is... Wait, are we still in the intro? Hello and welcome back, listeners, to the Allegedly Podcast, where me and my co-host get a mystery topic coupled with some mystery facts, and it's our job to figure out which facts are real and which facts are fake. My name is Alex, and with us always is Joe! (laughs) Yes! Dude. So, we have an interesting technical setup. I was moving throughout this entire thing, and somehow... Kudos to the writer. Somehow, she was uh, she was able to get an episode out. I am I am so proud and happy. And she said this is a good one, so let's do it. Nice, I like it. I uh, I had an interesting week too. I did nothing. Whoa! Until about two seconds ago, when I came up with the da 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 da, and I'm pretty I'm pretty good I'm pretty good with it, honestly. <laughs> I, I'm really happy with how that one turned out. I was nervous about that setting pow, but it, it worked out in the end, right? Uh, right. It's all about the build-up to it. <laughs> like, it's it, 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 if it doesn't work right, it fails completely. But it, when it does work, golden, right? It's pretty rad. It's pretty rad. Pretty rad. All right. So the topic of today's podcast is 1922. Did this happen a hundred years ago? What? Oh, I was going to be like, the Stephen King novel? Yeah, right? Nope, this is 1922. The year is 1922. Dude, I know next to nothing outside of the Great Depression didn't happen yet, World War One just got done, and uh, credit was invented. So that is 1922 in my brain. Nice. All that came up with is the underrated Thomas Jane movie, 1922. So, so here, here are some of the rules. There's some extra rules, too. Oh. So some, some notes from the writer. One, all the facts did happen as described. And the, you know, the emphasis on mm. did. So um, it sounds like we're guessing whether or not this happened or not. Uh, In 1922. Yes. So they did happen. Right, because the second one is guess true if you think this happened in or very close to the year of 1922, a hundred years ago. So that's the emphasis. Gotcha. Right, so we're in 2022, hundred years ago. Mm. Um, uh, nothing that is false will be within ten years of either side of 1922. Won't be wrong. It actually was. It was actually 1923. Gotcha. Right? Okay. So, so it's not like she shaved off a day, right? And mm. It happened in 1923, and I was like, gotcha, you idiot! So, so did this happen in the past, or did it go back to the future? Is what you're sailing me. Din, din, din. Like Marty McFly showed up and changed <laughs> the past. So she says, so guess false if you think it was earlier than 1912 or after 1932. Gotcha. Right? We're playing, we're playing an over-under game. Yeah, yeah right. So, so... If it happened in 19... I'm sure there's going to be some mind-fucking shit. But it sounds like everything did happen. Right. Every Everything's true. We're just guessing when it happened. 
Yeah, I like it. I like it. I am pumped. This is awesome. It's a change. Mm-hmm. It's a slight tweak to the week by week. I like so are it. you ready, dude? Are you fucking ready? Do you have 1922 hey, channel? Dude, slight tweaks are my favorite Law & Order episodes, so I fucking <laughs> love Ding, ding. I'm That's down. That's Law & Order, right? That was... Dong, dong. Yeah, okay, good. I'm, I'm just... Trying to avoid the Buster Rhymes, you know, fiasco last week, and you're like, "Oh, that's actually CSI Miami." <laughs> I'm like, "Fuck!" No, we know that one pretty well. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. Fact number one: In 1922, in law enforcement, so that's that's the the theme in law enforcement. Dun dun. <laughs> you know. Ten major U.S. police departments were surveyed by the British government about whether or not women were employed in policing, in what capacity and scope, and if their contributions were considered quote-unquote valuable. The response from the U.S. showed this. Three out of ten major police departments surveyed did not employ women at all. The U.S. Department of Justice indicated they would only employ women in cases of emergency, where women were employed, their duties were primarily restricted to women and children's services, juvenile delinquency, and vice-slash-morality work. Two departments indicated they would include women in investigations if necessary and when accompanied by an experienced male detective. Fucking A. Two departments that did employ women, San Francisco and Columbus, Ohio, were unable to state affirmatively that the contributions of the women were of any value to the department. <laughs> the, the departments who hired more women and in more capacities were also more likely to describe women as integral, valuable, or in one case, critical to the organization. Did that happen? 1922! <laughs> Operator! Um, <laughs> Do you have I'd... a male boss I could talk to? Right. <laughs> Uh, hey there, little lady. What's that little badge you're wearing there? <laughs> yeah. Is that your husband's? You'd probably get more work done if you smiled more. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so fucking stupid. Oh. So, yeah, I know. So, seven out of ten did have women, right? Mm. Three out of ten said they don't fuck it. You know, everybody's a dude, right? Yeah. And then two out of those seven departments that did employ women didn't indicated know why. they have no they had, yeah. <laughs> They're like, I don't even know why the dames are here. <laughs> well, I had to give something something for the wife to do since the kid died. Oh god. <laughs> you gotta you gotta watch what they do. All they do is cry and shop. <laughs> Least you can do is answer calls. Ever ever since they started <laughs> They started making sliced bread. I don't know why I keep her around. <laughs> 19. So, okay, wait. So, we also have to... So, the range we have is 10, 10 years, right? Flux mm-hmm. before or after. So, this could be in 1912. This could also be in 1932. Right? I, this I sounds do know, right. I do know in the late 1800s, um, the first lady detective was employed... Um, and her job, this goes to the morality stuff that you were talking about. Yep. Her nice whole morality. job was to go into houses of ill repute and basically, uh, get women to confess that they were immoral so they could be arrested. Basically. What? 
Yeah, that was it. Like, it was a morality stance that being a sex worker was immoral. So she would go there and bust Johns and and um, the prostitutes. And that was her whole job. Doing doing the Lord's work right there. Yep, she, wa- she wanted to be a police officer. They're like, we got a job for you. Sell out your sex. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, seriously. They're like, hey, while you're out there, put this on. Looks good on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Hype high. those up real high. Yep. Dude, fuck it. Ooh, yeah. is that a whole ankle I see? Pussy. <laughs> yo, see, vice morality work, too. For a second there, I thought vice morality work more meant they would employ, like, a hot secretary. And it, that would leave the morale of the men in the department high because they'd get boners. You know, and they'd, they'd walk mm. by and like, God, no, no, Je- no. Jenny's so hot. Right? There, was a, there was actual rules, like, against morality. Well, there you go. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't morale; it was morals. Dude, this sounds fucking. I but he could be a bait and switch, right? Like it's like, look how egregious this is, and then this happened in 2015. Where and then we end this fact being exceedingly disappointed with our country. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when the British are shaking their heads at you. That's like, why would the British take a survey in the early 1900s? That's what's throwing me off. I'm like, were they doing surveys like that? <laughs> like, like, they just got over World War One. Why would they be doing a survey of police academy or of police uh, stations? This, the, you're right. This smells like a 90s, a 1980s or above event. Right, like, you would have to telegraph across the Atlantic... Or you'd have to send someone. You would have to send someone on like a two-week adventure across the ocean to then go to different police stations to take a certain. Like logistically, this would have taken for fucking ever in 1922. So it's just like how our chicks use. Right. Stop. Crazy dames <laughs> invade the police station. Stop. <laughs> Them skirts holding up their end of the bargain. Stop. <laughs> We have two bathrooms at the police station now. Stop. <laughs> Dude. We're, we're such pieces of shit. Like, <laughs> so, I, I'm, you know what? Now that you're saying it more, it depresses me. But this does feel like a... So, the survey feels 90s and above. If right? I had to guess, this is like a 1950s thing. I think women got the right to vote in America in 1929. Okay, so, um, yeah. And so, you know, then you have, like, after that, then you have, like, the Depression and then World War One. So women in the workforce, like, during World War Two, all the men went away. There's more women in the workforce because all the men left, right? So now the 1950s, like, now they would take a survey. How is it? How's the integration going? Right? Right. That's right. Yeah, because when they come back, they want their jobs back. And women are like... Yeah, I've been I've I've been going into the hooker dens while you were away. Yeah, yeah. Can't you go, dude? Could you imagine? Like, uh, they they probably switch jobs out of necessity. Send the women into the hooker dens. The men the men take too long. They come out with nothing. <laughs> this is a total tangent. But at one point, <laughs> at one point, there was a a, a giant. They tried to have a giant crackdown on homosexuality. So what they did was they sent male officers 
dressed oh, as sailors no. into gay bars. Yeah, I heard about <laughs> this. And turns out there was a lot of gay police officers. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, we can't find nothing. Let me go back in for four more hours. <laughs> Don't send backup. Don't check on me. I'm going oh. in alone. Okay. In the Navy. Oh, they're playing my song. Yeah. They, yeah, they see him. He's like, I got to play the part. I'm deep undercover. <laughs> you know? And he's like, I'm on top of the pyramid. Right. Hand me yeah. another sea breeze, bartender. For research. <laughs> for, for research. Yeah, dude. And he comes out, like, afterward. Right? He's like, I was 30 years. I was doing undercover work. Trying to, <laughs> trying to feel out those... You know, he's like, some habits I can't break anymore. Give me another sea breeze. He's like, God damn this job. Leaves a lot of scars. <laughs> the emotional, or the physical scars heal, but the emotional scars never do. I, I hate to admit it, but God damn it, I love Diana Ross. <laughs> you know what? The one thing I took out of my job is Cher ain't too bad. <laughs> I also prefer mustaches now. <laughs> he jumped straight into the 70s, dude. He fit right in. There you go. Oh, fuck. Okay, so what? What? we got to figure it out. What, what do you think? I'm, I'm saying false on a logistical level. I'm thinking the same way, too. And I think that's the point of the, this whole thing. You know, you piece it apart. All right. So we are going false that this happened in 1922 or the adjacent, you know, 1912, 1932 mm-hmm. time frame. And that it happened probably later, 1950, 60, 70, that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one, bam. Oh, it's true. Fuck. Dude, we, that was probably the warm-up. God damn it, writer. This this was probably so fucking in our faces, like, how could they not get this true? It's so blatantly sexist. Fuck. Like, God, like, how did they take the survey? Well, they only survey 10 departments. True. So it's probably like, hey, how how many skirts do we have around here? And they're like, we don't got no skirts, sir. And it's like, send a bag of zero. <laughs> we, keep, we keep them at home. Stop. <laughs> they're, they're doing God's work by giving the, the police officers food. Stop. Raising the kids. Stop. How can they do police work when they're pregnant? Stop. <laughs> Like yeah, he's now like berating the survey people. Like, what do you think? What do you think we are? What do you think this is? San Francisco? Stop! Yeah, we're not. We're not communists. <laughs> they got ladies over there. They don't even know what they do. Stop! <laughs> is this telegram going on too long? Stop! Uh, stop! Stop! <laughs> I can't stop stopping. Stop! Yeah, the guy. Yeah, the guy's just like, wait, you want me to stop, stop, stop here? Right. Over and out. Stop. <laughs> what? Oh, fuck. Okay, here's, here's, the, here's the explanation. Right around World War I, both the U.S. and the U.K. started hiring women in the police departments, or at least considering it. Policing pioneer Edith Smith in 1915 became the first woman in England to be granted the full power of arrest. This is exactly what you're talking about. She primarily worked women's cases, reducing sex work, public drunkenness, and juvenile delinquency. 
to get into policing, she basically uh, she basically just went full Batman and started doing it, patrolling their, the streets herself for no pay. This legend was a straight-up hustler, though, and eventually got hers. And this is from Wikipedia. Uh, in, in April 1917, Edith's weekly pay was raised to more than the oldest male police constable in the force due to the fact that her duties were the most onerous and took into account that she was also a qualified nurse bravo edith smith for dominating the ultimate boys club today women comprise about 31 percent of the police forces in england versus just 13 percent in the u.s fuck well we suck so so i thought we were either going to be depressed or be like good we came from that we're better now apparently 13 percent uh, police forces in the U.S. employ women, and so, or thir- no, I'm sorry, thirteen percent of the police forces in the U.S. are women, so we still kind of suck. Thirty-one percent in England. All right, dude. Well, we got that one fucking wrong. So it, that was probably a fucking layup for us, and we we fucked it up. So sorry, sorry, listeners. We we did not do well. Let's let's do fact number two. Are you ready? Mm. All right. Fact number two. In 1922, in arts and entertainment, Alfred Hitchcock, director of Psycho, The Birds, and Rear Window, was born. When did all these come out? They were in color. No, Psycho was black and white. Yeah, but that, that was still 62. No, was that still that 62 in black and white? He it was black and white was a choice. Oh, okay. So is that okay? Well, because I was gonna freak out because I was like, "Isn't Wizard of Oz fucking color?" Yeah, um, it is. Well, the birds in Rear Window are both sixties. Um, yeah. yeah, and they're both I, like all those, uh, like Psycho, Rear Window, um, Vertigo. Those are all sixties. Um, I think so, South by Southwest is fifties. So okay, so but he still so he made it in the 50s mm-hmm. so how old was he when he started okay because he could have been born in the 1912 range or the 1932 range right some flux there so, so i like so if we do 1922 just based off of that he directs psycho around that 40 years old i think he's older than that so you think he might be 1912 he'd be mm-hmm. 50 which would still be in our range so 50 but I'm trying to think. I think he died in the late 70s, early 80s. He died young, though, I thought. I, I think he was. He had a health issue that he died well, of. Yeah, not... he had, well, yeah, he was fat as fuck. <laughs> well, I mean, that was a trademark look. You know what I mean? You can't, get, you can't go, like, carrot not, top, not judging get all the, buff. Not, I mean, you know what? Fuck it. That guy was kind of a monster on the set. I am judging that fat fuck. <laughs> I didn't know he was a dick. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he scarred Tippi Hedberg in The Birds by... Actually attacking her with real birds. Are you serious? Yeah, that scene in the um the phone booth, those are real crows. So what did and he shit. do, just throw crows in and just like, action! Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of those cuts are real. Oh my and god. And then she made, he made her do the scene like 30 times. Wow. She, uh, she quit acting and became an advocate for animals in Hollywood. Dude, that broke her as a human. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janet Leigh from Psycho, like, like basically Alfred Hitchcock's wife had to separate those two because he was trying to 
He was trying to get with that lady. Uh, for a second there, I thought he was going to go full method again and be like, she was just actually taking a shower. He did you turn know, on the... Like, yeah! uh, to get a real scream, he turned on the cold water. What a fucking dick. Do you yeah. do this to any of the dudes? No. Just the sexy blonde ladies. Yeah, because he was just like, we we know men can act, but women... <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's quoted as saying that actors are sheep. So... Wow. That's uh, yeah. He wasn't he wasn't a nice guy. That's hardcore. That's hardcore. Um, so I want to I want to say I think he was born in like I'm going to say he was born in 1908. Okay, so I'm going to go with your gut. I'm going to go with that. Let's go false. Alfred Hitchcock was born before the time frame 1922, ten years before or after as well. Hmm. All right, three, two, one, bam. It is false. Good yes. one, dude. Dude, and you're yes. spot on. He was born in 1899, the last Holy year shit. of the 19th century. Yeah, he's old as fuck, making his most well-known contributions to the film industry in his 50s and 60s. Even without Hitchcock, 1922 turned out some pretty phenomenal year for arts and entertainment. Some famous people who were born in 1922 are still alive. Al Jaffrey... He's a legendary cartoonist for Mad Magazine. He's still fucking alive, goddamn. Uh, bassist Charles Burrell, first African-American to play in a major U.S. symphony, a.k.a. the Jackie Robinson of classical music. That's pretty awesome. He's still alive. And musician Ray Anthony, trumpeteer, or trumpeter and last surviving member of the Glenn Miller Orchestra. He has a swing band. I like, I like to think of him as the trumpeteer. Okay, so here's some other <laughs> the There's some other cool people that were born in 1922 unable to claim the centurion title, right? So didn't live to the 100. Mm. But those but whose work will no doubt persist for centuries to come. Charles Sol, or Scholes, the penis cartoonist, Judy Garland, Dorothy, and the legendary Stan Lee himself of Marvel Comics. Nice. So 1922 was a pretty pivotal year for a lot of arts. If 1922 didn't happen the whole year, we wouldn't have a 1923, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. Think about that one. Allegedly. Let me tell you how numbers work. <laughs> yes, we do. True. <laughs> Well, either way you slice it, dude, we fucking crushed it. Hey, hey, Joe here from Allegedly. Real quick, I want to tell you about this week's sponsor, Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for your iOS or Android that picks up the most trending articles from the topics that are most important to you, and here's the trick, reads them to you in a natural human voice. From the Batman to Bitcoin, Kiev to the Kardashians, follow any topic your heart desires. And while you're there, go ahead and check out their featured podcasts from over 50 countries, like say, I don't know, allegedly. I've been using it for over a week now, and I'm loving the convenience of having my news and podcasts all in one place. So come and join me by clicking the link in the description and downloading Newsly for free. As an added bonus, go ahead and use the promo code allegedly and receive one month of their premium subscription for free. Stop scrolling and start listening. Okay, back to the show. Fact three. 
All right, here we go. Fact number three comes at us from 1922 in the U.S. history category. The Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. was dedicated and opened to the public in 1922. Mm, mm, yes. And then in 2002, it was changed to General Thaddeus. What? Oh, that's a D Planet of the Apes reference there. Oh, okay. God damn it. <laughs> Mar- Marky Mark came back to the past. I was going to be so mad because I'm like, did I not catch something? Okay. No, here. So in all seriousness, though, I remember seeing a picture of the Lincoln Memorial. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird because it's like in the middle of a fucking field. Right? Like... Because you're so used to seeing it surrounded by, you know, city, mm-hmm. that when they first built it, it was, like, in the countryside. And it remained relatively the same looking, right? Like, it's not like they rebuilt the memorial. So they have, right. like, before and after pictures of just, like, a blanket field and then city. Mm-hmm. So I want to say the Lincoln Memorial was built... Okay, when did he die? 1870s? Yeah, 1877, something like that? Ugh, 67? <laughs> it was It was in, like, it was the mid-1800s. <laughs> yeah, he was assassinated. I thought it was, well, anyways. So, it would not surprise me they built it in, like, 1890, right? And then it was, like, out in the fucking, in the fields, mm-hmm. right? Just, just open field. And then, you know, D.C. built around it. You know what I mean? They didn't relocate mm-hmm. it. It's a giant fucking granite marble thing. So, my core is telling me false. The Lincoln Memorial is older than this. I'm going to shit bricks if we go and it's false because, not because it's older, but because it was made in like 1960. I would be like, the fucking history. It was, it was built for the movie Forrest Gump. <laughs> it was built for Planet of the Apes. After they took Thaddeus out, they just put Lincoln. They're like, this is nice. <laughs> well, what the hell are we going to do with this giant ape statue? <laughs> Ah, just put one of the presidents on it. <laughs> get that get that guy from Rushmore. What's his name? <laughs> Fuck, fucking Teddy? Ah, no, Teddy looks weird. <laughs> Washington. <laughs> uh, he's already got that big dick statue. Yeah, he's got the dick statue. We can't put him in. Who's the guy with the top hat? They're like, well, we can't really put the top hat in. It's too big. (laughs) How about this? Take the top hat off, put him in. (laughs) So, when did Grant take over? It was Uh, Lincoln Grant. Right. Grant, so maybe 1800s. I think that was built then, yeah. Because it used to be you could just literally walk up to the president. It was just an open Mm. field. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing about that. Like, Andrew Jackson was famous because... Because all his friends were real white trashy piles of shit. <laughs> and so they, they just got shit-faced on the White House lawn. Yeah, they just roll Andrew! Andrew, come here! Let's go party! It's like a can Here's of Here's a working. giant wheel of cheese. <laughs> He's like, dude, I, I have to pass legislation. I can't right now. Whoa, <laughs> bro! You, whoa! You don't got time. You don't got time to do Jaeger bombs with your fucking your guys that voted for you. Are you too fucking good for us now? You piece of shit. <laughs> Bros before reprohos. Oh. Uh, uh. 
just like, hey, he got you there, dude. He yeah. got you there, dude. Your, your VP's puking in the fountain right now. He knows how to party. Fucking. <laughs> come out, come out here, have a duel with us. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, bet you, bet you can't, bet you can't shoot my cup off my head. <laughs> bet you can't. Bet you can't. <laughs> Let's be honest, he'd be out there. <laughs> he'd be out there like, I right, shot. Uh, I shot him in the face. <laughs> oh, no. It's how he would have wanted to go. <laughs> he did. He did doing what he loved. Holding a cup on his head. <laughs> Better than going home to his wife. You know what I'm saying? Ah. <laughs> uh, probably, probably should move his body though. I <laughs> uh. leave him there. The goats will get him. Can fuck a party foul, bro. <laughs> So, yeah, I think it's true, though. I fucking think that... Or this is false. I think it was built before that. Did construction start in the late 1800s, but it took, like, 40 years to complete? Mm, that's... The, and that then to huge. open, right, to the public. That's true. I mean, it's not small. Lincoln Memorial, and it... But see, I thought it had, like, one sculptor. You know what I mean? Like, that dude couldn't take, like, 70 years to make it. <laughs> right but i mean we have to get in that 1912 to 1932 range right mm-hmm. it could very be possible that it so it started in like 1880 and ended in 1912 right um because if he died because the question is when it opened it opened to the public right dedicated and opened to the public i want to say when it's in a field it's open to the public like <laughs> they're not putting guards up to like protect a gigantor marble like statue, you know what I mean? But maybe they did. I don't know. Like who? Why would you build a memorial and just be like, "Public, you fucking stay off these steps." I swear to God. Well, did you see Andrew here. Jackson's crowd? <laughs> I know. I guess so. So this is a, we put guards up by the Lincoln Memorial because Charlie kept puking in Lincoln's lap. And uh, we're just tired of cleaning it. I'm so gonna, I'm gonna to climb. I'm gonna climb the big dude. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me! I sit on his lap. I'm like baby president. <laughs> he's like, he's like a giant Santa Claus. <laughs> well, what? Well, I guess it's Andrew Jackson. So he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be his top hat. <laughs> I'm gonna sit on his head. Look at me on the top hat. But uh, bet you bet you can't bet me. Bet you can't bet me. I bet <laughs> I bet I bet you can't bet me. I do a handstand. They keep trying to have duels with the president. They, they know, yeah, he's oh, like, you think you think because you're bigger than me, you're some tough fucking guy? Hmm? Whoa, think just because? Oh, invented the headlock, huh? I don't give a shit. <laughs> Take you down. Take you down. I'm gonna wrestle you. Would you wrestle bears? I wrestled two bears. Look look at him. Look at him. He's so scared. So he's made of stone. Can't even move. <laughs> Can't even move. Look, it's ghost white. He's freaking out. Looking sissy. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go false. What do you feel? Um, I'm gonna go with you, dude. I'm gonna go with you. Let's do it. Let's go false, and then if we're if we're I'm wrong, gonna, I'm gonna puke in the reflection pool. Yeah. <laughs> you said reflection pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. I said, I said reflection pew. 
Alright, let's go false. <laughs> there we go. We're gonna go false. Lincoln Memorial was not dedicated and open to the public. I think it was before. So three, two, or I guess we think it's before. Sorry. I just kind of took the ownership of that question. <laughs> yeah, you you can have it, especially if it's false. Yes, yeah, so if it's if it's wrong. Yeah. Yep. All right. We're gonna go we're on false. It was dedicated before and open to the public. Three, two, one, bam. Oh, it's true. God damn it. That was all you. I'm sorry, man. Sorry. So here, <laughs> May 30th, 2022 will mark the 100th anniversary of the Lincoln Memorial. It was open to the public on Decoration Day, known as Memorial Day. In a cruel irony, um, the dedication ceremony was racially segregated with people of color being forced to watch from the very back. God oh. damn it. Oh. It is the most visited landmark in Washington, D.C. The first spade of dirt to break ground was turned by a former Confederate officer who said it proved Lincoln was the greatest of all Americans. <laughs> mm. It was designed by architect Henry Bacon, who faced competition from the eccentric John Russell Pope, who had visions of Egyptian-like pyramids or stepped Mayan ziggurats. Yes. With a giant Lincoln statue and massive eternal flames on top. <laughs> they have pictures. It looks bonkers. Uh, while Pope never got to see his rock star vision of the Lincoln Memorial brought to life, his elegant design was chosen for the Jefferson Memorial. There's a typo in the engraving on the north wall. It was supposed to say future, but the the Graver put future dope. He can you can see the bottom line filled if you look really closely. So they That's fucking just like awesome. Just put some granite in it. It's fine. You just put some... It's a fucking pool. Yeah, I said future. They're like, no, you tie you you graved future in it. Don't if no, I didn't. You're fucking making. Wait, you you wait till General Thaddeus gets here, and we'll see what he has to say. <laughs> so this gigantor ziggurat, it's like a step, like a like a giant Mayan thing with fucking Lincoln statue at the top with like eternal flames going. Like fuck yeah, dude. God, dude. All we have to do is have like red, white, and blue sparks like flying out every time you walk to the top of the steps, and then like jets fly over and then when you get to the top like a bald eagle like lands on your arm you know what i mean like that's the that's the lincoln memorial this pope guy wanted you know what i mean like brooks opens it up every night (laughs) (laughs) he's like hey everybody i hope you have a good show or i hope you like the show (laughs) and the lincoln rolls Uh, uh, uh. and the freedom (laughs) fights all right, here we go. Fact number four, and this is 1922 in the transportation category. Mm. The first recorded helicopter flight took place in Stamford, uh, Stratford, Connecticut in 1922. Fuck! Oh, shit, dude. Helicopter? This No. Like, I don't think the Wright brothers had perfected the plane yet. Well, see, here's the thing. Remember? Uh, this goes back to our very very first episode again that yeah shooting a cannon the cloud man right like even though okay even though i 
you know, uh, spoiler alert, sorry, we're fucking almost 50 episodes away from that. That was false. I made it up, but I did make up true events, right? So what year was that? The, the Wright brothers were out, um, and they, fuck, dude, I want to say it was like, yeah, it was like 1917 or something like that, mm-hmm. that they did their first test flight, remember? And they think they did it by pulling the plane on a railroad, mm-hmm. right? And it, it flew for like 100 feet or some shit, right? yeah. And so it was like a test flight, but it was successful for a test. And then they just went on to perfect it more and more. And the first commercial flight wasn't until like 1930s or something. Right. Or maybe sooner. It was like 1920s or, you know, whatever. But the first recorded helicopter flight took place in Stratford, Connecticut in 1922. Like, there's those famous Da Vinci drawings of like a gyrocopter. But he never built them. But, like, this idea's been around for a long time, but there's a lot of math that goes into a helicopter, let alone all the mechanical components of it. Wait, you're telling me I can't just spin fast enough and I fly? I mean, I guess technically you could. So you want to hear something funny that's a little tangentially related? Mm. The the Nazis had an experimental flight program where you wore, like, a helmet with... Uh, a little propeller right <laughs> and and it worked so well the torque on it would literally pop the heads off the pilots and that didn't happen once that wasn't like a, oh shit we better haul it happened enough times to where they stopped <laughs> getting volunteers fucking the, the Nazis are like we got so it had to happen before that, because they had these little fucking propeller. It's like the dunce cap, remember? Or not the dunce yeah. cap, but remember the propeller hat? Yeah, they yeah. that, and it had handlebars like a like a like a motorcycle. <laughs> and they tried to fly. It's inspe- it's an it's fucking Inspector Gadget. Yes, it's exactly what they were trying to do. God, I didn't even think of that. Okay, so the Nazis were trying to perfect the like personal. You know what I mean? They wanted to come down and start blasting allies. With our sweet propeller hats, right? <laughs> but they kept twisting the heads off the pilots. Well, you know, Wilhelm, he has a very weak chicken-like neck. Yes. Maybe it uh, was a fluke. <laughs> this is not a good sample set. They are not true Germans. <laughs> right. get, where is the blonde hair? <laughs> right. Get the true Germans. Their heads are way stronger. <laughs> well, Nazis just always being Nazis, huh? <laughs> Hey, hey, look, dude, you don't know until you try, right? Like, hey, I, I made a helmet helicopter hat that's pretty sweet. Oh, it popped his head off? Uh, let's do five more and see where it goes. Well, you, want a, good, a, lot of you want a good sample size. Yeah, I spent a lot of time on this, and two to three head pops is just not a good enough, you know, deterrent. <laughs> Could you imagine being on the ground level, like, okay, we're going to test it, and the guy's like, ah! <laughs> Yeah, the thing keeps going, and they're just like, bring the new guy. Bring in the other guy. Like, you think that guy comes in and it's like, where'd his head go? They're like, don't worry about it, dude. It's like, it's the scene from The Last Crusade. Before he goes into the tunnel, the head just rolls down. (laughs) Yeah, he's just like, this isn't good. They're like, don't worry about it. He he didn't listen to the instructions. <laughs> he didn't he didn't take my advice. 
So, so 35-ish, let's say. The war ended in 42? 44? Uh, 1945. 1945. World War II did. Yes. So we know if Nazis were tinkering with that technology, right? Do do we have helicopters in... I don't think we had helicopters in World War II, did we? Not that I know of. But we had... Yeah, we had aircraft. We had planes already. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the Nazis were working on jets, jet propulsion, but they yes. did not figure that out. And then, um, but yeah, helicopters, I don't think became a thing until Korea, maybe later, maybe, maybe the, certainly, Vietnam. certainly by Vietnam they were. Yeah. Um, I mean, cause I mean, Creedence Clearwater fucking. Right. I was just, it's synonymous. Yeah. With. <laughs> You know, helicopter flight in Vietnam. So of course they had Vietnam helicopters in. Mm-hmm. Oh but, yeah, the, op- the opening of Mash with is about the <laughs> it, it's so about the Korean, Korean War is, and they have is. a helicopter. Okay, so yeah, there you go. We're fucking great. So that's fifties ish. Mm-hmm. That's right out. It's pretty fast right after World War Two. So we kind of jumped in that conflict. So, um. Yeah, that so okay. We know by the end or by the beginning of the Korean War, we had helicopters because those didn't last long. That Korean War is only a couple of years, right? So I don't know if it's wrong. It's very close. I'm gonna say true, but I don't know what is your core because I was fucking so wrong about the last one. I'm trying to reverse engineer this. So we've had a true, false, and a true so far. So, so if the Wright brothers had tested their flights in the 1910 to 19 yeah it was like 1912 is when they first recorded their first flight i think that was our test flight mm-hmm. i want to say and then um they started building commercial you know what i mean they got better and better and better but uh so their helicopter flight had to happen between 1912 and 1932 i want to say probably happened in the 20s where they tested the flight right mm-hmm. and then saw how that worked out but i could be wrong um i'm yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm gonna to try to guess the pattern here and say true. True, false, true. Is that the pattern? It's it's been a yeah true, false, true. I think she's gonna break the pattern, and we're gonna go true again. Okay, dude. So two trues in a row. All right. So you mm-hmm. down? Are you down? I'm down. I'm down. All right. Then let's go. Let's go true. The first helicopter flight took place in Stratford, Connecticut, in 1922 or the adjacent decades. Right. The, the ten years give or mm-hmm. take. Right. Three. Two, one, bam. Oh, it's false. Fuck. Oh, we, we barely missed it. Okay, false. The first recorded helicopter flight didn't take place until 1939. Probably because everyone was still preoccupied with the cool shit they could do with planes. Almost immediately after the Wright Brothers' first flight in 1903. Oh, I was way off. Sorry, Joe. Uh, militaries were racing to figure out how to launch planes from warships. It only took 15 years before at least three countries could do it, U.S., England, and Japan, making 2022 the 100th anniversary of the aircraft carrier. That's pretty cool. The aircraft carrier was a total game changer, but the use of military ships for airborne ops was actually, actually predates the airplane by another 100 years. Back in 1806, the Royal Navy tied an anti-Napoleon propaganda leaflets to kites. <laughs> and flew them up from a ship and then lit the strings on fire. The burning strings acted as f- time fuses, ensuring the leaflets would fly just long enough to drop over French territory. 
What? In, in the mid-1800s, hot air balloon carriers were briefly a thing, launching hot air balloons off of ships for reconnaissance during uh, missions during the U.S. Civil War or using unmanned balloon with fuses to drop leaflets or bombs. Dude, like, so there's an entire unmade movie right now of, like, <laughs> badass ballooners in, like, World War One or World War, uh, World of the Civil War. They're like, what you're doing is dangerous. He's like, I don't care. I have to get up in my balloon. I gotta do it for the, for the, 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 the union. <laughs> People need to be free. Free as I am in this balloon. <laughs> well, right after I blow it up. <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's kind of. It's, it's like it's very Wild West, you know, Will Smith, right? Wild Wild West, where it's like he's flying the air, the balloon. He's like, I'm gonna crash it into the base, and then he just like, like jumps down and holds on to like a rope. He's like, ah, and then he lands on the ground and it blows up. Like that's that's very. It's like Wild Wild West too, right there. I told you to keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> Wicked, wicked, wow! He lands and he like puts on sunglasses as the explosion goes off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay, well we got it wrong, dude. I am sorry. I I am not gonna answer the next one because I am so bad at this right now. <laughs> it's all good. It's a, I tried I tried to guess the pattern on that one and I, I failed as well. I guess that trues. We never fucking know what's gonna happen but hey at least we got one that's we can hold in solace we have one we, we've got we've got we, we still have yet to go zero for five so yep yep that is going to be a day <laughs> but we'll not remember. this day not today all right well let's see if we can get two bare minimum two that's a pretty standard allegedly episode <laughs> let's <laughs> let's pray for bonuses <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. Fact number five. In 1922, again in the U.S. history category, the Michigan State Legislature repealed a 1915 law that offered a 10 cent bounty to Michigan residents for each dead rat delivered in a quote unquote in a state of good preservation to a town or city clerk. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this happened in 2022. <laughs> okay, wait. This is so much to unpack. Michigan <laughs> State said there was a law, right, from 1915 that need to be repealed. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, but 1915, that law passed, right? And the, and the writer's saying 1922 is when this happened. But we have a, mm -hmm. we have a 10 year flux time. So mm -hmm. 1915 would be within that flux period. So we know that if this is true, it couldn't have happened between 1912 and 1915 because the law that was repealed came out in 1915. So mm -hmm. now we have a seven-year time frame, right? So this the law existed. Yes. That's a real law. It's the time frame in which we're questioning. So we get a rat. We're like, this is, you know in good preservation I deliver it to a clerk I get 10 cents 10 mm -hmm. cents is pretty substantial money in mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like that's a living I'm a rat catcher uh, rat catcher used to be a very uh, very big uh, profession apparently 
when you're buying homes for like a dollar fifty, ten cents, you get fifteen rats. You did it. You have a home now. This a is the house fi- the rats built. A dollar fifty, you say? What if I told you you could get an eight-sided house for seventy-five cents? <laughs> That's only fucking seven and a half rats I have to deliver. <laughs> Look that's that. not even... That's a rat per wall. You feel like being an octagonal man? <laughs> How many rats do you <laughs> Seven and a half rats for a house. <laughs> <laughs> Ten cent per rat. That could translate to... I mean, I don't know. My translations could be off, but I thought ten cents was a pretty good amount of money. But I do know, like, the Carolinas for a long time had squirrel currency because there were so many squirrels that, like, people would go out and just hunt squirrels and turn them into the, like, the state houses. Like, you would go down to City Hall and, like, here's my bag of dead squirrels. Ten cents. So this is real. Fuck it. Let's go true. Fuck it. It's weird. That's weird. I'm, I'm saying it's false. I think it happened in 2022 is when they repealed it. All right, let's do it. False. Fuck it. I'll flip flop. Okay. Don't care. All right. Still false. You were. That's... You were. If we lined up all the times Alex is wrong versus all the times Joe is wrong, I think I vastly outweigh you. I have a feeling they're even because it's a fifty-fifty shot. <laughs> you would think that, but it, then it's like I'm embarrassed because it's like two to one. Joe is right. You know what I mean? And uh, I look like a damn fool. <laughs> like. <laughs> uh. But yeah. Let's go false. Fuck it. It happened fucking last year. I think so. I think it's, that's how slow legislature is. <laughs> yeah, they repealed the law last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, the, the question isn't whether it's the question of repealing the law. Yeah. So they repealed the, lo- the law. The law was, it was a 1915 law. What we're questioning is when they repealed it. So what, what clerk got so many rats that they went to, like, the fucking governor and said... I can't deal with all these fucking rats anymore. People keep bringing them in and I have to pay them fucking 10 cents. I think the pandemic happened and someone looked up a very obscure Michigan law and was like, I see a loophole. (laughs) And started to get paid. These these rats are clearly in good condition. I'll take my money now. Yeah. I caught 15,000 rats today. (laughs) All right, dude. Well, let's let's fucking let's check it out. We're gonna go. We're gonna go false. It was not mm-hmm. repealed until later. Sound good? That's that's what I'm going with. All I'm right. Swing, I'm swinging for it. We're swinging. All right. So we're going false. Three, two, one. Bam. It is false. Yes. Oh, you're right. So the 1915 bill was real, but it wasn't repealed until the year 2000. Oh, that was close. I mean, still ridiculous. The Michigan law was essentially forgotten and abandoned, but revived periodically by devious and enterprising residents. Mm-hmm. For example, in 18 or 1985, a township clerk named Laura Ring was informed that a resident had 76 dead rats for her and wanted to know the best way to go about collecting the bounty. The dead rats never materialized, but legally they could have. <laughs> That's one things, awesome. <laughs> one things that were prohibited in night in Michigan until the 1950s, 
the 2000s. So these are other, th okay, sorry, let me start. Other things that were prohibited in Michigan until the 2000s. Dancing to the national anthem. Mocking someone for not dueling. And advertising for the treating or curing of venereal disease, the restor restoration of lost manhood or lost vitality or vigor, which one senator pointed out made the infamous Viagra commercials technically illegal in Michigan until 2016. Nice. So you could not dance to the national anthem, dude. It's who was dancing? Who does dance to the national anthem? Like who hears that tune and is like, let's boogie on down. That. Dude, that tune, that tune's a banger. Are we thinking? Are, are we thinking of? Are you thinking of the Sealand national anthem? <laughs> I want to rock Sealand. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is a sick guitar solo. Dude, yes, a lot of a lot of laser in that one. <laughs> and then mocking someone did, for not did dueling. You see, did, have you seen their Zigot? Things <laughs> oh, huge. The, uh, the Ziggurat is bigger than actually Sealand. <laughs> it's impressive dude look at this second mocking someone for not dueling and <laughs> fucked he'd be fine i challenge you to a duel no thanks it's just like you dumb idiot duel me he's like that's illegal we're in michigan you can't do that you can't rest him can't mock me you can i can legally kill you in a duel but you can't make fun of me if i don't want to <laughs> <laughs> now boys you need to stop doing but he made fun of me it's just like but he lost his vigor that's two counts Whoa. making fun of me for not dueling i'm pretty sure i saw you dancing to the national anthem and and you say i lost my manhood arrest him officer <laughs> your honor you don't understand the duel is a I called him a limp dick loser. <laughs> oh. So he challenged me to a duel. Wait, did you insult him before or after the duel? It was before the duel. Did he did he refuse the duel? He did. I'm sorry. That is a uh, against the law. You cannot do that. 30 years in jail. <gasps> Next case. State versus Viagra. <laughs> it's a misunderstanding. I got a boner for the first time in 12 years, and so I started dancing. I didn't know the national anthem was going to be playing. <laughs> I would never mock that sweet fucking banger like that. <laughs> I saw him dancing to the national anthem. Fucking go round him up. <laughs> Call the constable. <laughs> Hello? I Mrs. Constable here. Ah, oh. God damn it. Get out of here, lady. <laughs> I thought we took a poll. This was a non-skirt division. <laughs> hey, call this you place. can't arrest me for dancing the national anthem. Your jurisdiction's the whorehouse. Yeah, sorry. That is immoral. This I was there 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Dude, I think we totally blit, like glazed over the first part where 76 dead rats and you want to know how to collect, but the rats never showed up. <laughs> like I got, I, no, I got no notes on that. Dude, like, fucking, I'm just going to turn this in. I'm like, hey, I have 200 million dead rats that I have, 
Um, that's a lot of rats, though, so I don't think you guys... I mean, if you want to count them all, I guess you can. They're all in good shape. Uh, where do I collect my $10 million? Well, we, we have to verify the condition of said rats. All right, I'm going to deliver them. Can you guys put it a payment plan? I'll deliver a rat when I can. Well, we, we actually have a, a convenient shoot over there. You can just drop <laughs> them off. We'll count them. If you want to just leave your information, we'll, like, we'll get back to you. It's like a mail shoot. He just puts them in there like, foop, thunk. <laughs> One uh, rat. Foop, two rats. <laughs> you know... Oh. You know, if you came during regular business hours, you don't have to use the... That's just for after hours drop-off. We, You can just go down the hall. We have Gary the Rat Catcher. You can just you can just wheelbarrow them if you want. Dude, what if the guy caught, like, a shitload of rats, right? He brings them in, and the state is just like, these aren't in good condition. What? Yeah, what constitutes good condition? Like, <laughs> they look like rats, and they're dead. Well, like, I'm making a taxidermy army... Yeah, and this one has a chipped tooth. Yeah, like, what's the point of this? Like, what's the difference between a rat that's cut in half and a rat that's, like, died of poison? Like, do are both not good condition? Like, did the state recycle rats in a taxidermy way to where they get them, they taxidermy them, and they sell them to, like, France, and they're like, this is paying for our military. Well, I want rats that are mostly dead. You see, you <laughs> brought me rats that are all the way dead. <laughs> it's dark but i I caught i caught the the princess bride reference but i'm just thinking like why would you need a a mostly dead rat hey hey that's the state's business yeah are you i think i saw you dancing to the national anthem you're you're fucked now you're you're fucked now you limp dick bastard Oh, shit. Okay, so we got it, though. We did it right. We fucking scored it. I am marking that for us. There. Two for five, we're, baby. We're, we're two for five. Well, we got a bonus, though. Oh. hey Fucking redemption bonus. Are you ready, dude? I'm ready, bro. All right, let's do it. Optional bonus, which is mandatory now because we have two. <laughs> I, I learned the word. Oh, God. Centuplicate? Yeah, century. Mm-hmm. Centuplicate, meaning a hundredfold or multiples of 100, but couldn't think of a way to use it earlier. So plus one bonus if you can use centuplicate in a sentence. And then plus one, bo- or plus one bonus bonus if you can use centuplicate in a sentence as a Sylvester Stallone. Oh, you think that's a lot of dead rats? Hold up. Hey. You bring in however many dead rats you got, and I'll centuplicate it. <laughs> hey, you, you think I've been hit a bunch of times by Delph Lundrum? Take the number of times you think and centuplicate it. I don't think Stallone could have pronounced it. That's why I did that. That's the joke. I can barely pronounce it. <laughs> Between me and me, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to have to spend a little more time on my Stallone. I'm going to have to centuplicate the time I spend on it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've been practicing it by saying Robert De Niro quotes. <laughs> you, uh, you looking at me? Well, I'm the only one here. 
so you must be talking to me. <laughs> I I think I think you've uh, increased your proficiency with uh, Stallone by simplicate times. I, I would say I've simplicated uh, my uh, my Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a yelling impersonation anymore. <laughs> you gotta be able to go down real low. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he just yells things. I, I don't know why we're not just like, duplicate, And that's it. That was the quote. He did it. Uh, I've been liking my slow and low Stallone. <laughs> you see, when you, when you get to the bottom of the Stallone, you just can do the... <laughs> the it's him before he nods off for the night. <laughs> took a little, took a little melatonin. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Stallone! Oh fuck! Well, we did it. I give us. I'm giving us two. I'm giving us two. We did that, it. That sounds good. We're four out of five. <laughs> Look at us. Look at us coming back. Look at Oh, man. We came back from the the brink of disaster. <laughs> Four out of five. <laughs> Fuck. All right, dude. Are you ready to close this out? It'd be my pleasure, Stallone. <laughs> Let's take this podcast over the top. Will you? <laughs> oh, right in there you have it, allegedly, listeners. That was this week's podcast. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. We enjoyed talking to you. And if you enjoyed listening to us, go ahead and follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, Good Pods, wherever you find fine podcasting. And while you're there, go ahead and leave us a review. And if you feel so inclined, follow us on Twitter or email us at allegedly.podcast at gmail.com. Until next time. I'll, uh, I'll send take care of you around.